Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast from a galaxy far, far away, bringing you news, reviews, discussion and of course the random spotlight every single week in your podcast app of choice. I'm one of your hosts, the slightly taller, marginally sexier and ultimately significantly funnier version of my co-host, Mr. Gary Aylert, who joins me here from the liberation of Kashyyyk. How's it going over there, mate? Doing all right? It's warm today in Kashyyyk. Yeah, warm, yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for my Wookiee brothers, man. It's like, you can't sweat. It's like a cat. You can't sweat. you just got fur everywhere. you just got to lay down and just take it all in, really. It's all right, though. And it is boggy, man. It is boggy. We've had worse times here on Kashyyyk, so can't complain. Well, I'm glad everything's going all right over there. Say hello to everyone for me. Um... Watch out for the trees. They're a lot bigger than you expect them to be, so no climbing, because we all know it's much harder to get down than it is to go up. Splinters, so just mate. be careful. Splinters are the bigger problem. <laughs> and that is why Wookiees have all the hair, so they can climb the trees <laughs> without fear of splinters. Speaking of random things that we're never, ever going to talk about again, of course, we never talk about our Patreon, so... I'm just going to throw it in there. It's not like we do it every week and ask you to support the show. Go over to patreon.com slash sparkerrebellion. Chuck a five spotter to in return for some badass merchandise and maybe even a chance to be an exec producer. We don't mention it. In fact, I'm not mentioning it. I am not going to tell you to go to patreon.com slash sparkerrebellion and join the rest of the patrons over there supporting that liberation of Kashyyyk. Help get Gary home for Christmas because he's having a real tough time out there in the heat. So go and check it out over on Patreon. You can become an exec producer. And before we get into the meat on the bones of the rebellion, that's like a a different version of a spark that lights the fire, by the way. Before we get to the meat on the bones that eats the rebellion, we are going to, of course, also shout out to the socials. We have a bit of banter over on social media. Uh, Social media is a new thing um, where people can interact with each other um, using the internet, um, usually in very short-form snippets. You can post pictures, videos, and you can have a little bant back and forth. So we, uh, we decided to set up some profiles over on social media. We're not on Bebo yet. Uh, we're not on MySpace yet, but we are on Twitter, Facebook, and this new one called Instagram, which I don't think will will take off personally. But give us a little search. Search for Spark Rebellion. Let us know what you're working on. Let us know what you're kind of enjoying in a Star Wars perspective. And just let's just figure out what we can do to just have a little bit of fun during the week in between these episodes. So all you need to do is go to the social media app of choice, which you can download from this new thing called the App Store, and just, of course, search for us, Spark of Rebellion. We'll be over there. Now, guys, what have you been doing this week, Star Wars Wise Dude? Did you make your Lego that I got you for your birthday? He's gone off. He's gone. Right, I'm going to fill. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's gone to get the Lego, I think. Here he is. He's back. 
And it, ready? Three, two, one. And we're back in the room. <laughs> I thought my door had knocked then. What? I thought you'd gone to get the Lego. <laughs> right, mate, not having this. <laughs> not having this. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I thought you'd gone to get the Lego, everyone. This is unbelievable. Right, from our listeners, and in particular our patrons, whoever lives closest to Gaz, go down and give them a little clip. I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> was there anyone at the door, mate? There wasn't. No, it's my imagination. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I'll let you off. We don't even need to edit this because that's the beauty of a podcast. We can, you know, this is cool. This is fine. Um, Professional yeah, podcast. I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is mental. Should have gone in at 50 quid. So, uh, yeah, what have you been doing this week, man? Did you make the Lego? Uh, I haven't made it yet, no. What? I know you wanted me to what? say yes that, to that. You just lie to me. Just lie to you. I know you. Uh, I've, got, I've got two sets ready to rock and roll, dude. They're just sat here in boxes. They're very close, though. I can reach out. Reach out. Let the hear. They're ready to rock and roll, dude. Did you just show me the one that wasn't mine? Both of them. No, no, no. no. Here, here. Don't worry. This is despicable. Don't worry. What was the other one? The other one was the... the, the, Yeah, that's a good one. For the benefit of the listeners, we have spoken about it before. It's the uh, Obi-Wan taking down the tractor beam in the Death Star. So I'm sorry, dude. I've just uh, just not not got round to to building it. I'll, I'll get them done for next show, though. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. You're a bit well, sassy yeah. today, man. You're bringing the sass this morning. Doesn't matter to me. Well, the reason for this is that I like to just bring a little levity um, to the Star Wars proceedings because, of course, it's been a difficult time um, for the galaxy. You know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, empirical empires taking mm-hmm. over and, uh, you know, it's just been a nightmare. I'll just bring a bit of levity after the Rise of Skywalker and, you know, even <laughs> though that felt like it was a positive ending. I just still feel a little down about it. Oh, I'm just trying to bring the levity. Oh, here we go. Um, here we go. I know. I know. Here's one for you, though. We know, obviously, you know old Kenobi. You just got me thinking then with your Lego Lego set, right? Old Kenobas, he called himself Ben, didn't he? And then it was retconned that obviously that was from Satine, Duchess Satine, right? It, why didn't he call himself Ken? <laughs> because that's easier. It's in there, isn't it? There's no confusion. Yeah, and it's really easy. You can just throw in the old, you know, where's where's double K? Where's where's KK? Exactly. You know, it's like where's yeah, where's Kenko? Kenko? Yeah, the possibilities are endless. Whereas Ben's a bit like I have to be careful here because my son's called Ben, but Ben, you know, it's a bit bit of a lame name, isn't it? It is a little bit. Sorry if you're listening, Ben. Yeah, so is Ben. Uh, it is a little bit, as no. you put it like. I used to go to school with a guy called Ben. Wow. Right, so anyway. on with the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, yeah, well, thanks for asking me. Yeah, what I've been doing this week in Star Wars is um, I have, been <laughs> I, uh, I'm only saying this because I have built the Lego and I'm just going to pull your leg on it. I actually, you know, when I got you the Lego for your birthday, I bought myself some Lego um, and I only got it because it's got a hologram version of Leia in Lego form. It's the Ben Kenobi hut. Um, oh, that's cool. Which that is, yeah. It really is badass, man. Like, it's got the whole training, you know, whatever the... I can't remember what the training thing is, the little training orb that Luke trains with. It's got old Ben Kenobi. Um, like, fighting off a Tuscan Raider with his lightsaber. And then, the, like, the, the pedant in me was... Like, I was looking at Lego, and I was going, ah, oh, well, Kenobi wouldn't have got his lightsaber out to fight a Tuscan Raider. He's not that, you know, he's not that risky. Why would he do that? that so now I'm being pedantic about Lego sets. And, and that's how my week's been, mate. Yeah, well, I think... You're letting off some steam. I think this is what's happening this morning. I think you've had a it's week. Got bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
bants. I think you've had a week where, yeah, things haven't quite aligned, i.e. No, it's been a good week. The Lego, the Lego stuff. No, for, for, for you, and Captivate no. and everything's been freaking sweet, dude. But for you Just, personally, I feel like, yeah, the Lego's irked you a little bit, so I know what I do. I'll it's take not it irked out on me. I'll take like, it out on gas. So, so I can't come in for meetings anymore? Right. <laughs> right, let's crack on with some news. We've got, <laughs> we've got a bit of a, 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 like a slightly less filled session today when it comes to news which is quite fascinating like there's always loads of news um but we've got we've kind of got four little stories that we're going to dig into some of them toy related um one of them the second one has got a real um (laughs) like it's got a real sort of clickbaity kind of title to it which i'm going to kind of take the mick out of a little bit what i need to also say right is got mike zero's been at it again on the youtube have you seen him this week Mm -hmm. love that guy (laughs) he's hilarious Right, clickbait central. One of the things that came up from Mike Zero this week was um, Disney recasting Luke Skywalker, and that's paraphrasing, but it was it was it was that <laughs> specific, and it was basically <clears throat> like it was it was it just trying to get a load of clicks, and it was the guy just basically going, "Yeah, here's why they could and maybe might in the future possibly consider recasting Luke Skywalker," <laughs> and I'm just like, "Is that how you build a YouTube channel? Like by just clickbaiting things?" and I don't know, man. Maybe we're missing a trick. Like, I think we should try titling our podcast episodes, like, just completely off kilter. What do you think? Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, you're so diplomatic. That's because you're from the South, mate. I get that. Us Northerners, we don't beat around the bush with that. Dude, I've got work. I'm in Kashyyyk. I've got to be diplomatic. This, well, every planet's got a South, Gaz. Eh? Do they? Southern Wookiees. Southern Wookiees. How do you do a Southern Wookiee roar? I mean, (laughs) it would be with an accent, wouldn't it? (laughs) It's like the Brummy cows, isn't it? Mao. Yeah. (laughs) Mao. Mao. (laughs) Mao. Right, Star Wars news. Oh my word! We are only nine minutes and thirty-six seconds into this. Now to get to Star Wars. Oh dear me! Right, Empire Strikes Back. Very many. Star Wars fans' fave film has uh, he's turned forty this month. As we know, we we did a bit of a retrospective each on it, and um, you know we've we've discussed it in various ways. We've we've seen some of the artwork that's been put out there, and uh, we've seen a lot of different kind of variations on the celebration where people have, have have just enjoyed celebrating what Empire means to them, and I guess in true Star Wars style, I'm, I'm thinking it's true Star Wars style anyway. They're obviously filling up the book. Schedule. So they've released, or they've they've started to release little tidbits from Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. So this, to recap, the original from a certain point of view. Obviously, it's it's the uh, it's the Obi Wan Kenobi line. Oh, he's got it in front of him. There we go. It's a great book. There's a lot of ups and downs in it. There's some amazing stories, like some exceptional stories, and some that are absolute dross. But they've reannounced. Another one, Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Now, they've released a cover for this. Um, 
which is actually really, really cool. So they've they've kind of gone with that illustration style, you know, that kind of silhouetted illustration style from the original from a certain point of view where you've got uh, R2 and uh, C3PO there on the cover. They've kind of kept a similar style, albeit a little bit more colourful, and it, it depicts Yoda over on Dagobah with the X-Wing in the swamp. And it uh, it just looks pretty badass. It looks pretty cool. And when you read into this, so this is from StarWars.com. When you read into this, again, there are 40... Um, authors. There's a little kind of Twitter hashtag that you can follow to get an insight into some of the authors. Um, but the, the cool thing with this is that every single participating author has, has foregone their compensation according to StarWars.com and their proceeds will be donated to a charity or a not-for-profit called First Book uh, that provides books and learning materials and, and, and various kind of other essential learning items to um, children in Need, which I think is a really, really cool thing. That's not Children in Need that Lenny Henry runs. Or is that Comet Relief? It's actually <laughs> Children Who Need It. And it just looks pretty cool, man. Like I said, the original one was kind of a mixed bag. There were some really outstanding stories, but then there were some that were terrible. And um, it, it's kind of, this is quite fascinating because I think there's a lot of fertile ground on this, in particular, obviously, Yoda, in particular, uh, Lando, and in particular, of course, Vader. You know, we've got so much fertile ground with Vader now realising that Luke is his son and the hunt and, you know, there's so so many different cool little things. And, of course, Lobot and the guy with the ice cream machine. So a lot of, lot of territory that can be covered. So you're looking forward to this, dude? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, because like you, I agree, the, th- the first one, yeah, it was a hit and miss with some of the stories, but generally it was pretty cool and some of them were, were really good. Um, but for our listeners, because Mark didn't tell you, uh, he'd mentioned the hashtag, but didn't tell you what the hashtag was. But the hashtag is from a certain POV strikes back. So use that if you want to talk about Not it. about that. Um, she has left him. <laughs> but the cover, I'm not happy, mate. Not happy about the what? cover. No. no. Why? No, no, no. Because I don't know if this is the final one that's going to go to print. But on the original book, the 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 image is R2 and 3PO on mm-hmm. Tatooine. right? And there, it's a sunset shot. And the way that they've put the shadowing on those two figures on the book, it's like just black, um, like the values in contrast are very, it's just like black, you know. Whereas on this one, it's like somebody's just found the gradient tool in Photoshop. Mm, I wondered if you like this, you know. With Yoda. Yeah, like the X-Wing doesn't look quite right either. So don't get me wrong, it's a cool composition. But it it will irk me that uh, the original book has got a slightly different style of shading, but that's just me. No, no, I get that, dude. I did when I saw it. I wondered about that with you, with you being, you know, designer, um, and I wondered because it was uh, the first book was embossed on the cover as well. Yeah, um, like it's got a nice embossing on C three PO and R two. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that interest me with this cover as well and the one thing that stood out to me I, I totally get the gradients and i totally get like the 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 um the depth of field on the kind of x-wing looks a little bit off but there were two things about yoda that kind of frustrated me a little bit and the first one is his, his ears just look way off like they've just not seemingly been sketched to a final position yet that looks <laughs> a bit weird but then also because they've placed yoda on this kind of dark little outcropping of rock they've had to graduate him from green to black so that you can see his outline um, and you're right. It's sort of a it's a great it's a great composition. But now you've mentioned it, I can yeah I can see what you mean, dude. I can see why you would be frustrated with that. Indeedy, yeah. But I'm looking forward to reading the stories, though. That's the point of the book, you know. Don't judge yeah. a book by its cover, supposedly. So people say she's just a pair of tits. 
Here we go. Gaz is like, what? Dolly Parton. Here obviously. we go. Dolly Parton's in uh, The Empire Strikes Back, clearly. Imagine that. No. I'd be like that. I don't know why he's being like this today, guys. He's scratching his head. He's scratching his head. It's amazing. Uh, some, Mark's had a couple of cups of coffee this morning. Or no, you don't drink coffee. I think you've had a couple of cups of really strong tea. You've had a mug of tea. You've had a couple yeah. of strong brews, I think, mate. And some rice krispies. Do you know, like the hilarity of this is like that you're because I, like when we so when we got on, I was like, guys, you look a bit like you could just do with just chilling out for the day. And he was like, now nah, I've just not go, go, got going yet. So the fact that I have got going and you haven't got going, it's like we're at opposing ends of the spectrum today, which is hilarious. It's like my, it's like my son, like jump, like dad, 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 like, let's go and do this, go and do that. I'm like, yeah, just give me an hour to wake up sort of thing. That's what you're like at the minute. You're raring to go. And I'm like, next item. Oh yeah. Move well, on. next item. So this is a, this is hilarious, <laughs> right? Um, like fair play, fair play, but. <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh at this. <laughs> Here's the title. It's from Games Radar, right? And it's and then they chose the subtitle. So I'm going to just tell you as it is, right? Star Wars: The Last Jedi's broom boy speaks out about not appearing in Rise of Skywalker. So it, I'm thinking like pure indignation. Like this guy has come out all guns blazing. He's what twelve? He's he's come out all guns blazing. <laughs> And he's, you know, he's he's finally had enough of this. And he's like, I am not standing for this any longer. I am speaking out. I'm going to pen an open letter to Kathleen Kennedy. And then the subline, the subtitle, I guess I've, I guess I kind of understand why it happened. Um, so this kid, Temer, uh, Temer, Tamirlan, sorry, I apologize, Tamirlan, I'm terrible at pronunciations, who played the character named Tamiri Blag, named after himself, which is pretty badass. And he was the broom boy, he was the kid who got the force at the end, and you know we all thought that we were going to see Rey igniting the spark and training new Jedi, or, or at least it would be alluded to that the force had indeed been awoken, and that Rey indeed would not be the last Jedi. Um and it was it was purely symbol symbolic, um, and so this kid's gone on to just say um, that obviously so many people were asking him if he was going to be in Rise of Skywalker, and the bottom line is he just never got the call, um, and so many people were asking him, and he was just waiting and seeing, waiting and seeing, waiting and seeing, and then he just says, he, he just he's just basically like you can tell this kid's just being interviewed on a YouTube channel, he's just like yeah you know it it is what it is, like I didn't know if I was going to be in it, like. Is, is the character that important? I don't know. It would have been nice. And loads of people were asking me, but I wasn't, and I kind of understand it. <laughs> so this is like one of those fascinating articles where you click on it, you think, oh, this is going to be good. There'll be like background on it. There'll be like, here's what happened. And he was going to be in there. And then it was cut and the scene was cut and it never got filmed. Like all this juicy stuff, juicy stuff. And no, no, no. Some, like someone's just decided to put the words, Room Boy speaks out into a title. Hila like, hilarious. Hil hilarity ensues. Um, so, yeah, poor kid. You know, he's he's been touted as the poster boy for speaking out on Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah, he like was annoyed as Temeril on his. <laughs> well, it's a, this is a funny one, really, because there's absolutely no need for the article. There's absolutely no need for... Um, <laughs> it's like completely, uh, lads, we're, we're, a bit, we're a bit short on the sketch. What can we throw in here? Oh, okay, yeah. So in a way, it's weird because at the end of The Last Jedi, everyone was like, holy crap. Like, there's more Jedi. There's Well, there's at least more potential Jedis knocking around that could be trained and all the rest of it. But it just sort of fell flat on its ass, really, didn't it? Like, nothing happened with that scene. Nothing happened with the character. So it's weird that then this uh, this young lad's like... Well, I assume he's 
I don't know. He was quite young in the film, wasn't he? It was like eight, nine, I think he looked, something like that. Uh, and it's really cool because the also when I read it, I was like, I don't know, that just seems like really mature for a lad of that age for what he said in this, wherever he's been interviewed about it. I wasn't sure because, yes, he would have continued my story, how Ray would have trained me or helped me in some way. But then at the same time, am I really that important? It's like, it's almost like someone said, right, you're going to say this because it sounds kind of cool. Like his, <laughs> his, his parents are like, like just, you know, we know what you like. This is not about Fortnite this morning. This is about Star Wars, right? So it's really weird. And I think like, yeah, like, like you said, like mega clickbaity and mega like just anticlimactic in a nutshell. So yeah, I've got, I don't know what to say about it, man. It's like, I don't know, Ryan Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> it is like one of those things where you think in the Rise of Skywalker, if they'd have even just mentioned it and then just put it in the book, like, you know, Leia just says to to to, to Ray or, you know, bloody poor Dameron or Finn just says to Ray, you're still knocking about with those nippers that are, do the Force stuff. Like, that's all it would have taken. And then Ray's just like, yeah, 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 but let's go do this mission now. Let's go. What's going to do this? Yeah, what's going to happen is in the year 20... 2032 or 2037 when we finished up trilogy number 14 they'll retcon something and be like remember that young lad who swept up at the end of that crappy film actually no at the time it'll be like remember that young lad who felt he swept up at the end of that amazing film that everyone hated <laughs> when it came out yeah well this lad is now this jedi dude that's now turned to a sith lord but now he's coming it'll be all that stuff on it so he'll come back for sure he'll definitely come back yeah that's fair man that's like just printing money in the books and the comics and maybe like TV shows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a fair shout. Yeah, I can see that happening in the future. Um, almost like the, the kind of, you know, the retcon Captain Rex into Return of the Jedi just because, you know, like, fair play. I'm all <laughs> over that. Like, that's cool. And, uh, it, yeah, it, I can see that happening, mate. That's actually a really good shout. Um, so we've got some toy news, dudes. We're, we're, we're uh, into the collectibles. You are certainly a lot more into the toys than me, but the old Hasbro Black Series, you know, we talked last week about them redesigning the boxes and they'd done um, a number of kind of Rebels-related things. Didn't they do some Clone Wars stuff and some Ahsoka stuff as well recently that we talked about? Um, they'd done, you know, they're getting into the TV show stuff a little bit more, which, you know, read between the lines, if you will, um, or not. You know, they may or may not be doing something else with these characters, but the old Lasat. Gara Zeb Aurelius, or his friends like you and I, we call him Zeb. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite characters, actually, from Star Wars Rebels. He's got his new Hasbro Black Series figure, which is actually pretty sweet, man. Um, I know we've in the past we've, we've discussed how some of the sculpts on some of the figures have been a little bit off, um, especially some of the Vader ones and the Luke Skywalker ones were a little bit bizarre. Um, this time last year, some of the, the, the stylizing on those were a little bit bizarre. Um, but this is pretty cool, man. This is... Uh, this is a decent, decent sculpt. It looks like a decent design, and you get Zeb in the old black series redesigned boxes, which look pretty badass. So they've gone for that um, that black and white look, and then overlaid like the character's signature color um, as, a, as a as a bit of a gradient rolling over the over the box. Calm down. I know it's a gradient, but this one looks all right. Um, it's and it's they've got the. <laughs> They've got the weapons. They've got some sculpts that you can that you can um, pose them in. They've got some uh, different kind of ways that you can utilize this little figure. So it's pretty cool, man. Thirty bucks. Um, what say thee, or collector? What say me? So yeah, I really. It's really cool that Zeb's finally here. By the way, because um, uh, 
for some reason he was he's been omitted from from the range for ages for some reason. I don't know why he didn't make an appearance before because, like we mentioned a little while ago, the license to print money is fairly uh, liberal over at Disney and Lucasfilm and all that stuff. So they've already re-released a bunch of figures already. So the the people that picked up the Wave One of the Black Series. And then when you read on Reddit and other forums about people wanting to collect those ones and going for silly money and all that stuff, they then just re-release them. It's like here's the, you know, the 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 originals range or wave, whatever it was called, and then you could pick up exactly the same figure for like the same price almost that it was released originally. So all the people on eBay that are selling theirs for like two hundred quid, like ah, oh, don't worry, these new these re-releases are coming around. So I'm surprised that these haven't already like Zeb's not already been out. And this is like his re-release, so to speak. So it's really cool. I, I imagine that a load of people that have been collecting the uh, the uh, the Rebels wave of um, or figures from the Black Series range are rub, rubbing their hands together right now. But he's a cool figure, dude. He does look very cool. And he's, these Black Series figures are really poseable as well. And because of his, um, his, his species, I suppose, uh, he's got like these extra big uh, ankles and feet and all that stuff. So you can, you can put him in some really big... Uh, so like action poses and stuff. So, yeah, I like it, man. It's cool. And, um, yeah, and the box art that you, that you mentioned is really sweet as well. I love the uh, the new color waves that they've got for these, like different groupings of characters. Very, very cool. Probably get this dude, actually. He looks badass. Yeah, it really does look cool, doesn't it? It's one of those where, like, for me, I'd sort of collect the whole set of these now that, like you said, with Zeb being there. Um, like, it almost makes sense to grab the whole set because they're not really expensive. You know, you'd be looking at, what, 150, 160 bucks for the set. Um, maybe a touch more on that. Uh, Where's the six? There'll be six in the set, 30 bucks a pop. Um, so, yeah, 180 bucks. It's it's not bad, really, for something that you're going to hand down. You're gonna, you know, you'll hand that down to kiddo, and, and, and it's, it's something that you'll have on your shelf forever, isn't it? It's not a toy that you're going to just kick around and stick in the garden. Um, so, yeah, this is cool, man. I like it. And Are you are you a in-the-box kind of guy? Are you an out-of-the-box kind of guy with these things? No, I'm out-of-the-box, dude. Good man. Yeah, I keep, the, keep box. the box. Yeah, I keep the box. Ha-ha, yeah. <laughs> jinx. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I keep them. But, um, no, I don't see the sense in – I know there's um, a couple of forums that I follow. And a part of I, there's a load of people that buy uh, two lots of every. They spend loads of money. They like they buy twice, so they buy one mm. to keep in the box mint, and then the other one to uh, to throw the box away and and put on the shelf. That's crazy, but yeah, no sense in keeping them in the box, dude. That's not what they were designed to do. No, 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 no. I tell you the one that I want, mate. The uh, I want to get some of the Kotobukiya stuff. I've got all that on with the DC. Well, not all of it, but a lot of the DC stuff in Kotobukiya, like the artifacts ones. Love to get some Star Wars stuff. There's a badass small one um, where he's kind of topless and he's got the, the the dual sided lightsaber behind his back. Like they are just so badass. Like they look so cool. Yeah, um, yeah. They're just like you could spend so much money, couldn't you? Yeah, the Kotobukiya ones. They're they're really good though because they're like the in between point. So where you've got your uh, six inch line of figures and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the next logical jump is to go to something like Kotobukiya or the Gentle Giant stuff before you get onto the big hot toys mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah, the Kotobukiya ones, man, they're wicked. Yeah, yeah, they are cool. And like you said, they're just they're just about the the right size. What are they like? Because they're depending on the character. They're what eight, eight and a half inch, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. Now I'm gutted I didn't get the new Fifty Two Superman in that, you know, I think it, the, the price has gone nuts, but I did get the, did I get the Batman one? Yeah, I did, I got the Batman one, and that, the price on that's just gone crazy, so I don't, they, I don't know, these things just go stratospheric. Um, so that's a bit of toy news, so yeah, we'll probably grab that one, um, we'll, we'll kind of 
pick that up and, and just, you know, if we get if we get it, we'll take a few pictures, stick it on the old gram. Um, so, dude, we are on to uh, a couple of other bits. So we're going to do a bit of a random spotlight in a while because it kind of leads on from a little bit of news. As a bit of a precursor to this, it is gaming news, so it would be remiss not to talk about the PS5 reveal this week. Matt, what do you make of that one? I know we chatted a little bit on Twitter about it. You enjoy that, uh, that little live stream? Uh, yeah, the stream was cool, actually. They announced a lot more games than what they thought they were going to. Um, yeah, and I'm st- I'm still in two minds about the the console itself. Like when I look at it, I think that looks really cool, and then I look at it ten minutes later and I think it's ugly as shit. And then I look at it another <laughs> ten minutes and I think eh, it's not too bad. I'm really sort of flitting between uh, what's going on with it, but I'm torn a lot more more importantly between Xbox and PS5 for the next run, mate. Really torn because if I go with Xbox, that's like Halo sorted. Like Halo Infinite's meant to be this massive, awesome game. But then, you know, Spider Man on the old PS. I'm torn, dude. That's really. The problem. Yeah. yeah, what about that you? What do you reckon? Yeah, very similar. When I saw the reveal, I was like, oh, look at that. That's really well designed and, and, and kind of looks cool as a concept. And then I got thinking about it a bit more. I had a chat with Kai yesterday. I was playing COD, uh, bit of Modern Warfare yesterday. And we were just chatting on there. And obviously, he's a bit like you, sort of design minded, isn't he was said he said something fascinating, which was, right now it will look cool, but it will date really quickly. Whereas the Xbox Series um, X won't because it's just a, it's a GameCube on on roids, and it's <laughs> like it's not going to date because it's just a box. Like boxes do not date, um, <clears throat> but yeah. it is. I mean, exactly the same boat as you. Like that whole Spider Man thing, the whole Halo thing, things like Modern Warfare. You know, but I, I think this cross platform play and the cross play that you can enable now is the future of gaming. And I think it's fantastic that you can do that. So, like, that kind of stuff I'm not overly worried about. But it is just the tent poles, isn't it? The exclusives, like the Gears, Halos of the world. But then, obviously, Last of Us, um, Spidey. So it's... <laughs> being totally frank, mate, like, what annoys me about new consoles is that in two years there'll be a pro version that's much better spec. So that's frustrating. Yeah, or um, a slim version, yeah. Yeah, just some other version where you think, oh, you... F- All right. So... I mean, you know, we're both in our th- both in our forties, you know, getting there almost. Um, so, what yeah. will happen undoubtedly is that we will end up with both, mate. I was just about to say that, mate. I'm such a dick where it concerns these things Me because too. I, I I jumped away from the the uh, over to PlayStation from the 360. I was, I was an Xbox guy for years, and I thought, no, I'm going to jump over to PlayStation because it looks really cool. I love the look of the PS4. But then when the Master Chief Collection like really hit home. I bought an Xbox One X just to play freaking Halo. Nice. And when I when I look back on it, I think, why did you do that? Why did you do that? It's Halo. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Bit of it's funny, n- isn't it, dude? I'm exactly the same. And um, like, I even fancy when Halo comes out. I've not played Guardians yet, but I even fancy because I've got the Master Chief Collection. The same as you. I fancy just putting it on easy and blasting through the story mode campaign just to get back up to date with Halo. Um, so yeah, I'm the same way, man. And then, like I told you last week, I won. I got a year. Uh, I, I won a year of Xbox, Xbox Live Ultimate, so the Game Pass, everything from Danny Pinoff um, from Game Attack Radio, which was amazing. So thanks, Danny, again. But now I'm like, fucking. Now I've got like a year of Xbox Live, which is amazing. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to buy both because I definitely want to play <laughs> Spider Man. Um, so what, yeah, dude, I think just when you get to our age and you've got that like gaming nostalgia, you just think, do you know what? 
yeah, I, I am going to just buy both of them. Um, <laughs> but then here's a, here's a question then. Would you buy the, would you buy one and then the other, like, pretty quickly after each other? Or would you say, right, I'm going to buy one up front and then wait for, like, the pro or the slim version of the next one? Like, how would you cut that up? Hmm. It's interesting with that because Sony, uh, well, sorry, um, Sony didn't do it too much, did they, with the last one? We had the original one, and then we had the slim, and that was it. Um, and then they brought out the pro version, which never changed. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know. I think I might just jump on with Xbox because I love the look of the Xbox Series X, like mm. the mini fridge. I just love the simplicity of it and stuff. I might just jump on with that. And then when the proper Spider-Man sequel drops, like in a couple of years' time, I might pick up a PlayStation 5 then. Hopefully they'll have oh, a different version. Yeah, because the Miles Morales, um, uh, it's not really a full game, is it? It's like a... Well, no, it is apparently tag now. On. Well, well, so that, well, I don't know. I might just pick up both together, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? You can't tell on that one. Like They flip-flop so much on it. Uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. What about you? Like You're just going to get both? Well, I will, but the same as you, mate. Like, there's no point buying two together. And the Spider-Man is the tipping point for me. Because um, everything else, I'm like, I'm Xbox, I'm, I'm Gears, I'm uh, Halo, um, obviously COD, but COD's cross-platform. So um, I'm this, I am the same as you, like, Spidey would be the tipping point. Like, I didn't play the original Spidey um, on PS4 because I just, I didn't have one. I'm an Xbox. Um, so it, for me, it would be like, a, ooh, okay. I'm going to smash out this game. You know, so say it gets announced for, I don't know, December 2021. I'll pick up Spidey, pick up the PS4 in, say, June and smash out Spidey. You know, do six months of that. Um, but I just, I feel, do you feel like, you know, because you're, like, you're getting older, so, like, without sounding crass, like, you, it's all right to kind of spend a bit of brass on yourself and you feel like, do you know what, I've got a, maybe just a tad more disposable income than I had when the Xbox One came out. And... It, like it almost instantly you start to rationalize why you're going to get one or the other and then within 10 seconds of starting that rationalization you just go Do you know what i'm going to get them both exactly that yeah yeah and the thing is like when I, this is kind of a bit of a deep dive but when i was growing up a lot of my friends had games consoles and i didn't have one because my mum just didn't have the money to buy them so i was always like around my friends houses playing theirs and stuff and i always felt like at the, at the time i was like oh mum why aren't you buying you know I felt like a complete knob when I look back on it. I'm like, why don't I have a, a Mega Drive? You know, why don't I have a SNES and stuff? Um, so now, with the now I've got the, the the opportunity to spend, like you said, a little bit of money on yourself to buy them. I don't feel too bad about it because I'm like, well, I spent years and years watching other people buy them and watching other people have them. Now I've got the money to do it. You know, sod it. You know, just do it. I get that, man. I'm literally in the same boat. Like, I remember there, there was two, we could do a whole bloody episode on this uh, on a separate <laughs> gaming podcast. Um, we uh, we were the same. Like, we had, I think we had a SNES, and then it was like a Mega Drive 2. And then right way before that, it was like a Master System. But it was like, it was like the parents really scrimping and saving. It was like everyone's Christmas present for that one year was this one thing. And it was like a real, looking back on it, you can tell it was a real struggle to get it and it was um it, it, yeah we were like we never got any extra games for it because we were the same like couldn't afford it it was just scrimping and saving to get this one thing but then you could never really do anything else with it and like you said like you feel like a complete dick looking back because you're like why well, can't you know the, my mate's got cool spots why haven't i got cool spot <laughs> uh, from like jim cool spot. what's going on yeah classic classic um 
<laughs> so yeah, I get that totally, man. I, I think that does impact you. Like when you get to our age, you're like, do you know what? I'm doing like, all right, in, insofar as I have a job, thus I'm going to just buy what I want to buy with that sort of stuff. It's like this weird overhang, isn't it, from from being a kid? Yeah, I get that, man. So we'll, we'll end up with both then. Of course we will. Yeah. In like oh, a couple of years yeah. time, you'll be like, so when did you get yours then? Uh, last week. Mine's coming next week. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is another thing that will happen, mate. Like, one of us will get it. And it will happen with Kieran. It will happen with your mates. It will happen with everyone that we know. He'll be like, Gaz has ordered one. <laughs> and then, like, 15 minutes later, after we stop recording, I'll be like, Sam, I'm just going to uh, have a quick look on Amazon. Uh, for nothing in particular. If you need anything, do let me know. But I've ordered the PlayStation bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just heading out. And by the way, yeah, there's a package coming tomorrow. I'll see you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> do, you wanna, do you need anything from Curry's? Anything from Curry's? Some batteries. What about a new webcam? All right, okay. Well, I'll just pick this PS5 up with four games in this package that seems to be a really good deal. See you later. That's yeah. just how it happens all the time. And then you come back. This is the other problem, right? You get home and then you're like, I love my TV, but it'd be nice <laughs> if it was bigger. Yeah, this HDMI 2.1 has been a bit of a thing, <laughs> isn't it, for a couple of years? Might, might need an upgrade. Got to get 16K ready. But love, the Xbox Series X is bumping out 2.1. We've only got 2.0. It's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, but we've got to eat this month. Well, got some sandwiches. Though. Yeah, picnic. <laughs> That's when you know that you've got a good wife, girlfriend, partner, when they go, do you know what? My HDMI 2.0 is a little bit laggy, guys. <laughs> Let's nip out, clear the boot in the car, uh, we're nipping to Dixon's. The unicorn. They're out there <laughs> yeah, somewhere, the unicorn. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, on that note, that was a bit of a digression. Welcome to our new gaming podcast. This is called Spark of Rebellion, the Games Edition. Oh, dear me. But anyway, it is related to Star Wars, I promise you, um, because we've been teased, haven't we, for a while with this uh, this Project Maverick. We saw it appear on the, the, the PlayStation Store and then get kind of pulled off there. The artwork looked really badass for it. There was a lot of rumours about it being a bit of a, a dogfighting game. And now it appears that EA, it's in the game, they've, uh, they've <laughs> actually put something out now that says they're going to be releasing the trailer for what appears to be Project Maverick, based on the artwork and the colour schemes and, you know, everything that we've seen really of Project Maverick. This feels like it. Um, they're releasing a trailer for the game, which is now officially titled Star Wars Squadrons, and this is according to VentureBeat. Um, like I said, it looks like this is Project Maverick. It looks like it's, it's fair on there. There's a bit of commentary on this article about, you know, the background of EA and Star Wars, um, some of the studios that are working on it. Uh, and so on, and kind of just really kind of charting a little bit of the history, especially with Battlefront 2 and how that became, you know, much more revered toward the end of its update cycle. Um, but this seems quite an interesting game, you know, insofar as, you know, there's a campaign that, that you can play, which we know is going to be probably just decent. Um, you know, it's not going to be amazing, but it will be uh, it will be decent. But it feels like this is a big multiplayer kind of dogfighting, spacefaring vehicle-based game. Um, and I'll be honest, the artwork looks sweet as a nut on it. It looks really, really cool. It reminds me of the Alphabet Squadron book. It's got a, it's got shades of um, some of the books and the other kind of comics that are out there. So it looks looks pretty badass, man. So you're the, you're the main gamer out of the two of us, dude. What, what do you think of this? You looking forward to this? I am looking forward to this, dude. I think this could be a, a great reintroduction of how to do a, a really good space sim from Star Wars because the the Battlefront games haven't been too bad. 
But the thing is with the the aerial battles modes that you have in those games is that you play them a few... Well, I'm sure it's got its hardcore fans, but for the majority of people, you play those modes a few times and then that's it. You're back to like boots on the ground, those kind of those modes. But uh, anyone that's a fan of... Anyone that had a, a Nintendo GameCube will remember a really freaking good game called Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. And that was one of the best fl- like flight sim Star Wars games ever. It was just so, so good. And uh, if they can kind of bring that vibe, that feel back to to a, to a sim from Star Wars, then they're on to a winner here. But I feel like what's going to happen with this one, just based purely on the cover, is that we might get a bit of a uh, a character-led campaign through this because they often do that with um, with with covers because there's no uh, tentpole character on the cover. There's no Luke or anything or Vader or anything like that. They've just got this um, female character who's obviously part of the um, the resistance or the rebellion, and then you've got this um, un uh, uh, a tie fighter uh, pilot, which we don't see his face, of course. Um, so I, I imagine that um, you were you were going to they'll either do it as in well, just from the name, I don't know. It just feels like you would either play as. Uh, a rebellion fighter or a tie fighter pilot so that in itself is just really interesting really really cool because they try to do that a little bit of battlefront 2 uh, with you taking on the role of a imperial um uh what was the character's name the woman from from battlefront 2 oh uh item versa that's it yeah and then you sort of transition over as you sort of uh, transition over to the resistance um so on this one it feels like there's more of a, dif- uh, a, a divide just based on the cover, of course. Um, and the other thing that's cool is that, what would be cool, sorry, is that if you could dip into some quick games, like if you just wanted to like rag a, a TIE fighter around for a little bit and, and, and whoop some, some, some rebels or do it the other way around, that would be cool. So I think this has the potential to be awesome, dude. I'm not sure on... Um, I'm not sure on the longevity of it. Because typically with sim games, it's like there's only so much you can do in the campaign in one thing, in one mode, if you like. So you have a bunch of cutscenes that will take you through a narrative, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just not sure on this if this one is, if this is going to be a... So is this like a story campaign only or is this based on multiplayer with a storyline shoehorned in, do we think? It looks like the latter. So it looks like basically the game is supposed to be a multiplayer, but it's got the campaign, a little bit like Battlefront 2, where the right. campaign was, what, seven hours long tops. Um, and it was a decent little story, but the, it was, it actually Battlefront 2 was all right, but it was um, it was, it was was definitely the multiplayer that, that they were angling for. And it feels like this is the same. But I know what you're saying with that, because it's sort of a... Like the promise of this seems to be that you can fight with all ships, you know, that, that seems to be the promise, you know, access all the ships, similar to how you could access all the characters in Battlefront 2, you know, you got the clones, the droids, and then you got everything from the OT through to the sequel trilogy and the prequel, like it was all there. Um, it feels like that's kind of what they're trying to do with this one, um, where you get access to all of the ships. So it kind of fascinates me, like, are we going to see, you know, is is the is the, the, the campaign going to be a vehicle just to allow us to skip through time and just to access other ships? So like, oh, look, here's a Naboo Starfighter from the prequels, the yellow things. Oh, and then right up to the sequel trilogy, like, here's uh, a First Order TIE fighter, and there's a TIE defender from Thrawn's era, and, you know, it's how far they're going to go with it, which could be quite curious, but I know what you mean. It's 
how much longevity have you got with this sort of thing? Because it's um, unless it's continually updated and supported, like there's going to be nothing new. Once you've cracked the game modes, it's just like you said, it's just a sim. It's a dogfighting sim. Um, and also, like, how are they going to handle? Are they going to handle? Is it even a thing? You know, the bigger ships. Like, there's a lot to be said for piloting a Tie Fighter and a Defender and an X-wing and. Like, what are they going to do with the big Star Destroyers? Like, are you going to be able to access those? Or the big, you know, the big Mon Calamari ships? Are they going to be able to... Because it's, it's just a different set of physics, isn't it? You know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess it's a similar thing to what they, they did in, in Battlefront, where you could temporarily control an, an AT-AT, and it's, like, slow and lumbering around, and you can control the lasers and stuff, and that's, that's your lot. So I imagine with those massive, uh, the bulk cruisers and Star, star Destroyers and stuff, it'll be a similar thing, I suppose. You can't really go very fast in comparison to the smaller ships, so you just sort of aim the lasers, mm. I suppose. But yeah. Also, it's coming out at a weird time as well. So, if we go by the American time frame, this is coming out in the fall, so autumnish time. But the the new consoles are coming out holidays, so that's like what November ish, yeah. I think. So this is coming out at a really weird time. So is it going to be a current gen title that just works on the newer ones is it going to be is it made for next gen but it's like we'll still work on the older ones it's i don't know i think it will just get a bit lost in all the hype that's coming out for the launch titles for the newer consoles and all that stuff because it will literally be like a month or two away i don't know man seems a weird time yeah there are a few games that have done that in the past i I might be completely wrong with this but i feel like one of the batman games did it where you're like do i get this for the old console or the new console and it was by because because you had that decision it was like "Eh, can't really be bothered you know, I'll get something else or I'll wait. And that's like, waiting is like the death of sales. You know, if you if you wait for something, it's like, nah, just, you, you never end up getting it or you wait till it's on sale. Um, so bizarre timing, but nonetheless, could be quite cool. Um, I, I think the longevity is a massive question, so we'll see how that pans out. But uh, we can jump onto the random spotlight because you put one in there, which I really, really like the idea of. This, personally, for me, is actually up there in my top three first memories of Star Wars. Um my first memories of Star Wars were, of course, Luke in Return of the Jedi, actually, um, which was bizarre because I was, you know, I'm an 82 kid and I was, uh, obviously, Jedi was the newest one then and it was just on at Christmas. So Luke, then, of course, Vader and kind of a, a bit of an Obi-Wan thing as well. I remember that, those old scenes from, from A New Hope. But then the third thing that always stood out to me was the thing that you put in the random spotlight, dude, and that is the good old trusty X-Wing Starfighter. So... Why did you choose this dude? Tell us a bit, what's, what's the gas history with this? Well, I chose this one because it links into, because the news broke about the um, the Squadrons game. Um, but I also thought it would just be a really cool um, random spotlight to show because um, initially when we came up with the concept of the random spotlight, we were like, well, let's do like the satellite dish or the communication dish on Millennium Falcon or, you know, the switch on, on Luke's lightsaber and stuff. But I feel like, the the overall concept of the x-wing is just such a powerful thing not from because of not because of what it is technically or anything like that but just like what you said just the one of the first memories that so many people have is is the x so you've got the falcon which is obviously the iconic ship from from star wars alongside the tie fighters the other thing is obviously the x-wing it's such a um just the image of it like how it was designed and how it looks and stuff it just looks so amazing. And the thought of the um, gaming tech and graphics as they are today 
it would be so cool if they actually nail the feel of flying an X-Wing. It would just be so amazing. So even way back in the day when we had those really old, um, the, the TIE Fighter games back on like the, I don't know what they were, like the old PC games and stuff like that, they they nailed the the battle side of things. And then that GameCube game that I mentioned, Rogue Leader 2, that nailed the the, the feel of Star Wars because it had all the music and sound effects and everything. But then Battlefront 2 was just a bit sort of hit and miss with that, I feel. So with this new one, if they can get the X-Wing side of things, because let's be honest, when you're going to jump into fly for the Rebellion or the Resistance, it's either the Falcon or the X-Wing, right? Not many people go for the Y-Wings and the A-Wings and stuff like that. So I don't know, there's just something iconic about the X-Wing shape. Even if you don't dive into the details of like, you know, what model, you know, and all that stuff. Because we had the T-65s that were like the, 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 the OT one, basically, like the Battle of Ender and all that stuff. Before you get onto the T-70s, which is the Poe Dameron era, uh, the resistant stuff. Uh, and then we've got, there's about five or six other ones, like the T-85s, which are the newer ones and all that jazz. But just that original one as well, for me, is just so, just, I don't know, it's just something about, I think it goes back to Ralph McQuarrie's original concept art. I think the the way that they just, and that's the good thing about, actually, dude, you'll probably, you'll probably know about this. You know, the, the Star Wars gallery show and Kathleen Kennedy said that George Lucas once said that when they're coming up with a new ship or a character, everything has got to be recognizable as a silhouette. So when you look at something and that's, and you can't mistake the X-Wing. Because in a lot of sci-fi shows, a lot of ships can just be mistaken for other ships and they're not really, you know. So the X-Wing for me, dude, um, is just one of those, it's so simple in its design, but it's just so beautiful at the same time. And uh, yeah, I think it's worthy of um, of the spotlight action. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. And it's it's one of those things that you can, it, it sounds a bit bizarre and, and maybe a little bit too in-depth this, but you can kind of take what you want from the X-Wing as well, you know. Um, you know, everything from some of the versions, you know, the, the earlier versions, you know, maybe some of the OT versions, not having the hyperdrives on there, um, to them having the hyperdrive and, and, and enabling a solo person, a solo fighter, a pilot, a Jedi, whatever, to access, you know, so many different parts of the galaxy. I thought I always thought that was fascinating, like that, that isolation, that solo kind of, this is just me, my ship, and my astromech. Like, that was always fascinating to me. Really liked the idea. And I liked that they revisited that a little bit in the prequels with um, the Jedi Starfighters, the hyperdrive rings, and it was just, you know, you got the, the R units in there as well. I always liked that feel to it. Like, I can just, I'll, I've got everything I need here to go and do this thing. Um, and, and, and the hyperdrive and the X-Wing is everything I need to be able to do it. But also, I think from a <laughs> like a kid's mind, I always just loved the fact that it became an X-Wing you know, when you, when you see the original design for it and you see that, you know, it's got just two wings and then suddenly this thing splits up into four wings and it truly is an X, you think, oh my God, like as a kid, this is, this is badass. This is in a world where Transformers exist and Mask exists and, you know, Star Wars is, it's not really known for that. It's known for its, its characterizations and the force and, you know, all these other kind of symbolic themes and, um, you know, all the kind of, uh, the, the, the themes and the duality that runs throughout the entire saga. But then at the core of it, You've got the technology, which is drawn straight from things like Mask, like I said, style, uh, from uh, Transformers. So, like, it, as an 80s kid and a 90s kid, like, it ticked the boxes there as well. Do you know what I mean? It was, it had that, um, like, kind of tech feel to it where it was like, okay, Star Wars can do this stuff as well. Like, it can do Transformers. It can do badass spaceships or vehicles where it's not just, 
you know, old guys with laser swords. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think the X-Wing exemplifies that. And I, I'm, I was always fascinated again by that, the thematic element of it, that duality of a, um, a TIE fighter versus an X-Wing and the fact that, you know, outside of the TIE defenders and some of the newer X-Wings, you know, the X-Wings didn't have shields. And that, when I found that out much later on, that always interested me because it was just, it was just vehicle, vessel and human. And what interested me was the rebellion and, and, and the way that that was kind of approached. You know, let's give the person an astromech. Let's give them shields. Let's give them safety. Whereas the TIE fighters were just, there's a person inside a ship. You've got to fight for yourself. And if you get blown up, like you're gone. So it was... I think the ships kind of lend themselves to um, the belief systems that have been written into the different factions as well. And I think, like you said, like the, the X-Wing exemplifies that. Um, not only that offense, but the defense that the Rebellion and the Resistance are you know, willing to do. And I think, the, obviously, for me, the best scene, I think, with, uh, with an X-Wing, outside of anything that Luke does on Dagobah and all that kind of formative learning stuff, like there, there is no more a badass scene than... The Force Awakens on Takodana when they just were coming oh, yeah. straight across the reservoir. Yep. Like that was the first time you'd seen an X-Wing for a heck of a long time and it was badass, man. So good. Yeah. When we saw that in the trailer, everyone started taking notes as well. It's like, hmm, X-Wings, but this one's black and orange and that one's, you know, a different color and stuff. And we're like, oh, wow, there's like a whole new fleet of them and all that stuff. Yeah. So that scene where they're like skimming across the water, that's mm. badass, man. That's so cool. Uh, but one of my favourite scenes, actually, I know you've spoken about it, is when Luke breaks off from the fleet and he goes off to Dagobah because it's just him and his X-Wing, basically. It's like, hmm, because they always complained about short-range fighters. But then you think, actually, the X-Wing's got a bit more under the bonnet, actually. It can go off into deep space and it can go off and do stuff. So it's multi multifunctional. It's not just a dispensable TIE fighter, like you said, that just serves a purpose to get blown up and that's it. Well, I think the proof is in the pudding there that, you know, it's 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 Luke's X-Wing from Empire and even from, from A New Hope that, you know, Ben Solo jumps in and, and, and bails over to uh, Exegolin, you know. he's And that, again, is symbolic in itself. So, absolutely, man, great choice of the random spotlight. Now, we're going to stick a pin in it there. We've, well, I feel like Gaz has woken up a little bit now. Like, <laughs> he's a little bit less salty. He's, uh, he's he's cheered up a little bit. His, his hair's looking good. I like that you feathered the hair. I like. I admire a good cut, guys. And he's looking great right now, people. So, you know, I'm glad you've woken up. Man. <laughs> feathered and lethal. You don't see it much anymore. Let's see, we can still get him. So. Oh yeah, this has been episode 60. Thanks for joining us. It's always a real pleasure to be able to chat Star Wars with you. Like I said, right at the beginning, in a bit more of a satirical manner, go check us out on Patreon. If you if you want to support the show, we reinvest every dollar that we receive through Patreon into the show, uh, helping us to upgrade various things from equipment to um, just making sure that we can do things that we want to do in the future by expanding the content out and reinvesting the design and various other bits that we want to do to start building the audience up. Um, so thank you to everyone that joins us. Thank you to everyone that does support us on patreon.com slash sparkofrebellion. Hit us up on the socials. We can have a little bit of back and forth, a little bit of a chat. What do you think of the X-Wing? What do you make of the new Star Wars game? And of course, 
Are you glad that Bloom Boy spoke out? So until the next time, that's a goodbye from me. Thanks for joining me. Gaz, it's always a pleasure, dude. Always good to chat. As always, buddy. Uh, it's been cool now that we're 60 episodes deep. It's all good. Uh, yes, and I'm going to get these Wookiees in line. I'm going to have another cup of coffee. I'm going to wake myself up a little bit more. And uh, but yeah, it's been great chatting Star Wars. Always take care of yourselves. As always, stay healthy, stay safe. We'll see you next week. And may the Force be with you always. <laughs>